Welcome to Coffee Pods, a 15-minute coffee-length look at one of the difficult issues around the Christian healing ministry. So plug yourself in, pick up your mug of coffee, and let's go. Welcome to the third in the series of uh, Coffee Pods, and today we're looking at the question of, do certain people have a gift of healing, and how do I know if I have a gift? It's a great question, so if you've got your coffee, let's go. Most people get involved in the Christian healing ministry for one of four reasons. They get involved out of compassion. Um, If you're with someone who is sick, you feel drawn to them and drawn to help them. People get involved out of conviction. You have a strong sense that this is not how God intended things to be, and this Sickness needs to change. You get involved out of a sense of calling. You just know that you're required by God to be involved in some way and pray for others. It's a must do for you. Or you get involved out of circumstance. You have skin in the game. You're involved in some way either for your own needs or for the needs of someone who is dear to you. So the question comes out of a passage in the Bible from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And I just want to read verses 7 to 11, just to put it in a little bit of context. Paul writes, now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit and to another gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, and to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. That's an important thing just to bear in mind as we go forward. So the more accurate translation of the gift of healing is actually in in the Greek gifts of healings. They're both plural. And that's going to impact our understanding as we go forward. So first of all, just look at the fact that God is a giving God. His nature is generosity, unreasonable extravagance that God is not miserly or limited, that he is abundant. God delights to give. In fact, in the rather sad story of David and Bathsheba in 2 Samuel 12, Nathan the prophet comes and expresses God's heart to David about what he's done. And in fact, in verse 8, God says to David, I gave you this and I gave you that and I gave you that and look at all the things I gave you. And then God adds this, he says, and if that were not enough, I would have given you more. And this sense that God just has this giving nature towards us. So God gives us the Holy Spirit, not just in us, but on us. He gives us the gift of his spirit in us, And he gives us the gifting of his spirit on us. It's like I am subject to God's indwelling and God's 
on dwelling as well. And the gifts of the Spirit flow in him with the Spirit's life and the Spirit's power. And of course, with the Spirit's character, the fruit of the Spirit. Paul writes to the Church of Galatia and he talks to them about this fruit, this character uh, of the Spirit. And of course, we often think that that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. And that's right. But actually, he does it in us because that's what's in him. That the Holy Spirit is a spirit of love and he's a, a joyful spirit and peaceful and forbearing and kind and good and faithful and gentle. And, and this, and this self-control and, and the spirit not only works that in us, but he's expressing who he is in us. He is these things by nature and his gifts carry and display these things by nature too. Now, most people in the Christian healing ministry don't like or refer to themselves as a healer. In fact, we don't heal anyone Jesus does. Our part is to deliver God's gifts of healing grace. We're a bit like the postman or the FedEx guy or the guy from DHL. We simply just get the privilege of delivering God's gifts to other people. Now, bear in mind in Matthew chapter 10, the command to heal the sick, along with raise the dead and cast out demons and preach the gospel and say the kingdom of God has come among you, that is given to ordinary disciples. And if you are an ordinary disciple, you're included already. Now, the words that Paul uses, the word charisma for gift, and ENR, the gift of healing, which, funnily enough, is a medical term. And now some have said that actually the church should only restrict itself to being involved in medical mission, and, and the church should be involved in medical mission. But here I think Paul is saying that the healing impact of God through his church, through ordinary disciples, makes people whole just like that. In fact, it was what his own witness and his own experience had been. If you remember, Ananias comes and heals and comes to him as Ananias prays. Now, the charisma, the gift, is that God gives as he wills in the particular moment to and through the person that he wishes as fitting his purpose for both the receiver and the bringer of the gift. In fact, you could say that God chooses his moments very carefully for the sake of all concerned, not just the person receiving, but the person delivering as well. Now, we often get tempted to think that when it says that the Spirit gives as he wills, that we only get one gift in life. And actually, you cannot really get that from the text. In fact, what that really meant, if you, if you took that position, was that it's a matter of fortune that if I'm in need, I happen to be in the right place at the right time with the right person, with the right gift to fit, fit my need. Otherwise, I'm just unlucky. But actually, the truth is God is much smarter than that. The text really doesn't say you only ever get one gift for life and we don't define ourselves by our gift. In fact, Paul himself moves in multiple giftings throughout his ministry. 
I think rather God says, I'll work through people as I determine what is good for all concerned. Today, it might be this need and this gift and this person. Tomorrow, it might be that need, but I might use a different person in a different situation and in a different way. The most important gift of the Holy Spirit is what? What do you think that is? Well, since you can't answer me, I'll tell you. The most important gift of the Holy Spirit is the one that is needed now. And of course, that's how God works. If you need somebody with the gift of healing, then sending someone along who can speak in tongues at you isn't necessarily the most helpful thing. You need the gift that you need at that moment. Now, I have noticed that we do grow in certain gifts as we take opportunities to put them into practice. So the more you commit to pray in God's love and compassion with faith in Jesus for more people, the more people you'll see who are touched and healed. In fact, it's the golfer, Arnold Palmer, who, um, after he'd taken a shot, which was apparently quite a corker of a shot, um, some guy behind him said, wow, that was lucky. And Arnold Palmer turned around and said, I found the more I practice, the luckier I get. The more we pray for others, the more healing becomes normal for us, the more it becomes comfortable in us and fits us. And the real truth is that in this uh, process, you know, the difference between an evangelist and an ordinary disciple is this, that an ordinary disciple just takes opportunities to talk to others about Jesus. An evangelist has the ability to make opportunities to talk to others about Jesus. And for most of us in the church, we're just going to be open to take the opportunities that come before us. Somebody's not well. We can say, oh, would you mind? Can I just pray for you? And, and there's just a, a gentle way of doing that, not intrusive and not with people that you don't know so that they get offended. But actually, we just take the opportunities that the Holy Spirit just draws to our attention. The more we pray for others the more comfortable that gift begins to sit in us. And it becomes, in a sense, just part of who we are. It's the way that we do it. Now, for some, they may only pray for one person just every now and again. And folks, that's absolutely fine. And take that opportunity if it comes up, whether a family member or a friend or a colleague. But actually, for others, the more we just keep doing it, the more we see people responding and getting touched and healed by God. In fact, we've been praying for a guy on uh, our team um, whose PSA reading has just come down from over 90 to 30. He's very pleased and so is his doctor. And actually, we're going to carry on praying because the more we pray, the more we see happen. And if you, if you like, the more that gift is developing in us so that we are cooperating with God in all that he wants to do in other people's lives. 
So today, if you're praying out of a sense of compassion for people, somebody's sick and you're drawn to them to help and engage, then God offers you his gifts for that person. If you're praying today out of conviction, because you have a strong sense that this is not the way God wants things to be, and this needs to change, then God offers you his gifts. If you're praying today for others out of a sense of calling, you just know that this is something that God requires you to be involved in. And if you like, you end up with people who are in need a little bit more often than perhaps others might. If that's your situation, then God offers you his gifts. And can I say that if you're praying today for yourself or for others, because of circumstance, because you're faced with a real need in family or friends or for your own life, then God offers you his gifts. You're involved in this. And he invites us to ask for what we need. I've been meditating on this scripture. It comes from the Passion Translation and it just captures something for me. And it's in John chapter 16, verse 23. And it reads like this. For here is eternal truth. When that time comes, you won't need to ask me for anything but instead you will go directly to the Father and ask him for anything you desire and he will give it to you because of your relationship with me. Do you know, we pray for people for healing because we have a relationship with Jesus and we are encouraged, told to ask the Father. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you that you are generous and giving, that you're not reluctant, that you overflow your love and your life to us. And so I pray today for your pouring out of the gifts of healings and grace upon us today, that we might be of benefit and blessing to others and your kingdom might come to them and through them. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for being with us. See you next week. Thank you for joining us on Coffee Pods today. We appreciate you giving us the time. If you've got any comments or questions, then please do let us have them at info at acornchristian.org. And we look forward to meeting you again.